Recording in progress. Okay, so we're up to Daf Pei Dalid Amid Aleph. Um, it's like this. I'm gonna from here until the two dots. A couple lines later, there's two different versions of the Gemara. All the Rishonim quote different versions. I'm gonna go with I think the more Pushit version, which is a much more simple, straightforward version, which is Rashi's version. The Ran quotes it also. We said yesterday there's a machloikis when a woman says, Kainim Libriyos, I don't want anybody, I want benefit from any person. So the Mishnah said she can't be made for the nether because she could get like a shechupeya. We had in the Gemara, it was a machloikis amiroyim, whether when she says Libriyos, just all people, is her husband included. That was a machloikis. One opinion said yes, her husband included is the prohibition, and therefore the only thing she could get is. She can't get from her husband. She can't get from anyone else. She can't get like a shikupeya. The other opinion is no, that a husband is not included in the, in the nether. And when you say labrios, you mean everyone except the husband. Fine. So it's when you make this standard nether, do you mean to include the husband or not? Here's the Gemara's kasha. Very, very straightforward kasha. Eispe Ravel Rav Nachman. Ubal lav Is the husband not included in the nether? Meaning you're telling me right now that when a person makes a standard nether, the husband is not included. How could that be? Vatanan, we had this yesterday. Right? If a woman makes a nether, it was yesterday, two days ago. If a woman makes, three days ago. If a woman makes a nether, where she says, which means she's assuring relations with every man. All men are cut off to me. So it obviously includes the husband. By the way, period. Stop. Kasha right there. But it includes the husband. The husband removes his portion of the vow, so he's mafer, the fact that she could live with him. But she still asked it to everybody else. Now what do you see from here? She made a standard nether that asked all people, and her husband was included. Straight, then go. How could you say the husband's not included? The husband was included over there, because, wait, let's say the husband's not included over there. What does she mean to say? She's a married woman. She's asking all men. They're already asked It must be including the husband. So how could you say... Okay, fine. So how could you say, well, yeah. But how could you say that when she makes a standard nether, it doesn't include the husband? Over there it does. So the Gemara says, um, This next line we take out according to this Gersa. It would actually be Amai Yeferla. It's a different version. That if, if the husband is not included, then what, what is the purpose of the nether? I mean, the whole purpose of the nether is she's answering all people, including her husband. So obviously her husband's included. So the Gemara says no. Shani The answer is no. Perhaps in general, when she makes an edit, she doesn't include the husband. Over there she has to include the husband. Why? Because what else is she saying? Meaning, we have a shaila in general. When a woman makes an edit, does she mean to include her husband? It's debatable. I over there, it include the husband. Because over there there's no alternative. If it doesn't include the husband, then what is the nature of her nether? She's a married woman saying, all men are usher to me. Okay? They're already usher. So what does she mean to say? If she gets divorced, they're usher? That's, like, that's what she's trying... Like, that's, that's clearly not her intention. When a person makes an edder, they, make, they mean to say, take something that's permissible and make it prohibited. The only option over that case is to usher her husband. So in general, it could be her husband is not included. Over there, the only reason the husband is included is because then there will be no other purpose for her nether. The whole purpose of the nether is to include the husband. But in general, it's debatable. Over there, it's the exception. Because over there, from the context of what she's saying, meaning, over here in our Mishnah, she's answering benefit. 
Maybe she means to ask her everyone except her husband. Maybe she means to ask her everyone, including her husband. It's debatable. You can look either way. Over there, it had to include the husband because then if it didn't, there would be no purpose to her nether. So that's obviously the exception. What do you mean? There is another. Oh, no, so you'd have to say, so Ron speaks out, it would have to be that she says, she means to say that I am usher to you, you're not usher to me, because she doesn't have the right, to, right? We had that once, that there's a distinction in the little shyness. But yeah, you'd have, to, you'd have to start getting into the syntax. But the point is, in general, it could be, it doesn't include the husband, but over there it has to, because, or else, well, what's the purpose? Okay, so from here until the end of the daf, it's short, it's a little tricky. Here's the halacha. We said in the Mishnah that if a woman says everyone's asr, let's say including the husband, everybody's asr, we don't remove the nether. So how does she get food? If she asked every Jew and every person, the answer is she gets leke shechupeya. Now why is it okay to take leke shechupeya? Because leke shechupeya don't belong to the people. They're ownerless and they're, they're made ownerless by God and therefore she could take it. She's not benefiting from them. She's benefiting from nothing. Now, okay, fair. Now, truma, we already mentioned in the Mishnah, is a little more tricky. Truma, the Mishnah made a distinction between offering all kohanim and a specific kohanim. But let's go with a specific kohanim. Uh, she says, she says um, what, what was the case of Mishnah? Kohanim, uh, kohanim elu ve'elu. So let's say a person, let's say she, let's say a person says, I am not allowed, this kohanim is not allowed to benefit from me, and that kohanim is not allowed to benefit from me, those two. What's the halacha? They can't take the truma from, from the person. Why? Because they're benefiting. I, truma doesn't belong to them. So I mentioned in the Mishnah, there's a concept called toibas hana. Toibas hana means that even if something is ownerless and it's not mine, but if I have the right to distribute it, that itself is a monetary value and that itself is owners. Is an ownership. I'll give you an example. How much would you pay to have the rights to distribute Bill Gates's Meister money? You, you'd pay a lot, right? Because you'd pay a million dollars because then, think about it, you're, you're, you're now in charge and now that's control, that's power. That ability to choose, which is the owner's ability, right? Everyone always asks, like, where should I give tzedakah? You could choose where to give it. That's your right. As the owner of the money, you get to choose. That right to choose is called taivas hana, and you could even look at it as a monetary value because you could potentially sell the rights, and we're looking at it as it's an ownership. Therefore... If I say this Kayan can't take my truma, then even if he takes it, even if you say, well, the truma's not yours, it's God, yeah, but I have the rights to choose where it goes. That's ownership. That's benefit. Therefore, if they take it, they're benefiting from me because they're taking something that's mine. How is it yours? I thought it's Hefker. The answer is, it is Hefker, but I have the rights to choose where it goes. That's called Taivis and we already saw from the Mishnah, Taivis is considered a slight benefit. So if you take something that I have Taivis it's like I'm choosing you to take it. That's like... You're, you're benefiting from me. I, I thought it's ownerless. It's not fully ownerless because I get the rights to choose where it goes. I get the rights of distribution. So the Mishnah says like this. The, the, the Gemara says, the Mishnah said that how could the woman, if she asks all people, how could she survive? Leket shechupeya. Okay. Now there's one glaring omission. Those are the classic tzedakahs. There's another glaring omission. It's called Maiserani, right? Not every year, but two out of the seven-year cycle, you would give 10%. To Aniyim. So that's omitted from the Mishnah. That kind of sounds like she cannot take my Sarani from people. Again, she asers every Jew. So she's allowed to take their Leket, their Shekha, their Peya. But it kind of sounds like they can't take the my Sarani. Maybe perhaps because people's my Sarani, they have the rights to distribute it. 
So therefore, they're considered partial owners in it, even though it's ownerless. And therefore, by her taking it, they're benefiting from those people, perhaps. But the problem is, so the Mishnah indicates she's not allowed to take Maiserani because Maiserani has a tovas hanot, has some sort of benefit. Vatanya, but the Brisa says, ube Maiserani, the Brisa says she could. So you have the indication of our Mishnah is that she cannot take Maiserani. The Brisa clearly states she could. So it seems to be a machloikas, whether she's allowed to take Maiserani. And the question is, what is the nature of the Machlechus? Who's authoring this Machlechus? Again, the fundamentals of the Machlechus seem to be, is there what's called Teves by Maiserani? Meaning, Maiserani, do you have the rights to choose where it goes? Like, like in a Shechupeh, you don't have Teves Hanah. Teves means the right to distribute it. Truma you do, because you get to choose which kind. Maiser, Rishon, you do, you can choose which levy. Leket Shechopeya, you don't, right? If you leket, right, let's say Peya, the corner of your field, there's a poor person that comes to take the corner of your field. You can't be like, I don't want you to take, I want to give a different poor, poor person. You don't have that, right? The question is, how does Maiser Ani work? Does Maiser Ani work that you have a right? And even if you practically give it to people, is that your right or it's just a practical thing? I'll give you an example. If someone were to take Maiser Ani without your permission, do they have to pay you money? Like, did they override your ownership rights? That's, so it seems to be a machlaikas. Again, if you believe there's tobas then she wouldn't be allowed to take the maiser because then she's taking what's theirs. If there is no tobas it's completely ownerless. The Mishnah indicates that you're not allowed to take the maiser because there is tobas The Brisa indicates there is not tobas So it seems to be a machlaikas whether there's tobas whether, again, a person has the right to distribute maiser or not. So the Gemara says... Um, Rav Yosef Lokash, Rav Yosef says, yeah, it's a machlokas, but it's not a problem, because harav liyezer, harabana. This machlokas of whether there's tovas hanah by Maiser Ani, whether Maiser Ani, you have, there's a rights of distribution, which, will, which creates a slight level of ownership by those people, which would prevent her from taking it, because she's not allowed to benefit from them. It's a machlokas, Rav Liyaz and the Rabbana. Now, you'll think that the Rav Liyaz and the Rabbana speak out clearly, like, yesh tovas or ain't tovas but that's not how it works. There's a machlokas in Rav Le'ez and the Rabbanon, and the Gemara assumes it has to do with Tovah Let's do the machlokas, and I'll explain to it as best I can. Ditna, the Mishnah says, Rav Le'ez or Omer, Ein adam tzaruch likro shem al maiser ani shal demai. Go to the next page. Vecham omer, kaira shem, ve'in tzaruch la'afrisho. Okay. The concept is like this. We know that when it comes to your fruits and vegetables, you have to separate a lot of things. You've got to separate truma. You've got to separate maiser rishon. Truma's maiser. Maiser sheni. Maiser ani, potentially. There's a lot of uh, things you have to separate. Now, if you don't separate, that's called tevo. If it's separated, perfect. Now, there's a concept, the rabbis created a concept called demai, which is that they felt that a lot of amaratsim, a lot of people that were not very observant, were not careful with these halachos, and they made it that you're not allowed to eat fruits or vegetables until you re-separate it. Now, this is a very important point. You only have to separate from demai, right? So you go to a store of someone that doesn't have a kashris on the, on the thing, you buy from a shuk, you buy app, 100 apples, you'll have, it's demai, you'll have to separate things. Now, here's the thing. A, you do not have to separate something that they probably took, took off. I'll give you an example. Truma, even Amaratim took off truma. Everybody took off truma. Truma was never a problem. So you don't have to re-separate truma, okay? You also don't have to separate something that, that if you don't separate, it doesn't make it usser. I'll give you an example. If you don't separate truma from a mixture, or, or miser, if you don't, let's go with truma, just easy, easy. If you don't separate truma, that's tevel. And you get misa, bidei for eating it. So it's a really, really severe thing. So you have to make sure to separate it. 
But there are certain things that are not so severe where even if you don't separate it, nah, okay, so it doesn't make the mixture usher. It's just you lost out on a mitzvah. One of those potential examples is Maiserani. The machlo- there's a machloikas. Do you have to separate Maiserani from Demai? The, I'll just read it again. Revelazar on the previous page. Ein sarich likros shema Maiserani shel Demai. You don't have to separate Maiserani from Demai. You don't even have to designate it in your mind. Because the halacha is, there are certain things that you, you have to designate, you officially have to separate, but you don't have to give to anybody. Like, um, um, I'll give you an example. Maiserishon for the levy, you have to separate, because if you don't separate Maiserishon, that creates halachic problems with the mixture. But you don't have to actually give it to anybody. Why? Because it's a suffolk. And when the levy's like, oh, give it to me, what's the rule? Hamotzi mechavero alavariah. I separate, but I don't have to give. And I can keep it for myself. So there's like levels. There's separating, there's designating your mind, and then there's actually doing anything. Rav Lezer says, you do nothing for my Sarani. Nothing. Okay? The Chum say no. The Chum say no. You have to designate. You don't have to give it to anybody, but you have to designate it for poor people. So there's a machleikas, Chacham and Rav Lezer, whether you have to separate Demai, or do something from Demai for my Sarani. What's the machleikas about? So the Gemara feels that it's not a practical machleikas, it's like a lamdash machleikas. What's the machleikas? The machlekes is, if you don't separate Maeser Ani, will it make the mixture Tevel? Will it make the mixture Aser? On a biblical level, will it make it Aser? Chum say yes, it will make it Aser. Therefore, you have to designate. Anybody anybody can eat it. Correct, correct. But still, if you don't separate it, it's Tevel. That, just the act itself. Exactly. Say like, okay. Exactly. But you still have to designate components of it for poor people. And if you don't, it is tevel. Tevel like misa. The Revli has it disagrees. He says, no, okay, it's a mitzvah. It's a nice thing to do. If you don't, it's fine. Therefore, it makes sense. Because Revli feels this whole thing is not such a big deal, it's a demai, don't worry. The Chum say, no, it is a big deal. You have to separate so it seems to be the machloik is chachamim rav of whether you have to separate meiser only from demai is how bad is a mixture? Is there tevel by not separating meiser ani? That's step number one. Now here's step number two. There is a pasuk. This is a this is a sugya in in Sanhedrin and Zvachim. There is only tovus hano on something that creates tevel. That's the rule. There's only tevel. I'm going to make it clear. Something that creates tevel, a mixture that creates tevel, which it's meaning if you don't separate it, it is completely usher. Such a item has tovasana. I'll give you an example. If you don't separate truma, is it tevel? Oh yeah. Is there tovasana for truma? Yeah. Is there is maiserishon? If you don't separate, is it tevel? Uh huh. And is there tovasana for maiserishon? Uh huh. If there is no tevel, then there's no tovasana. Okay. So just to review, we're trying to figure out is there, what's the machlokas between our Mishnah and the Brisa, whether there's tovas by Maeser Ani. So we said it's a machlokas of Allah and the Rabbanon. How so? Allah and the Rabbanon argue, do you have to separate Maeser Ani from Demai? What's the machlokas? Is there tevel by not separating Maeser Ani? Is there tevel by not separating Maeser Ani? So again, they argue, do you have to separate Maeser Ani from Tevel? What's the Machlokas? Is there, from Demai, is there Tevel if you don't separate Maeser Ani? Period. Second point, anytime there's Tevel, there's Tovah Anytime there's no Tevel, there's no Tovah Therefore, 
it would seem to be like this. The Chachamim, who feel you have to separate from Demai, because they feel that if you don't, it's Tevel, there is Tovah Sanoa. The Rav Velozer, who says, you don't have to separate from Demai, because there is no Tevel, there is no Tovah Sanoa. If there is no Tovah Sanoa, then if I ask them, I could take it from you, because there's no level of ownership. If there is Tovah Sanoa, then there is a level of ownership, I'm benefiting from you. So this, we're looking for, is there, is there Tovah Sanoa by Maeser Ani, it seems to be that's the Machlaikas or Velazanacham. Again, they never explicitly state it. They just argue, do you have to separate from Demai Maiserani? And it seems to be that's the Machlaikas. How severe is it? If it's super severe, then there's Tovasana. If it's not severe, there is no Tovasana. So the Gemara speaks it out. According to the Chachamim, that if you don't separate it, then it's Tevel, then there's Tovah And because there's Tovah and I'm not allowed to take it from you because I'm not allowed to benefit from you, and that's considered taking from you, although it's ownerless because you have Tovah and according to Abliyazah, you don't have to separate Maeser Ani from, from Tevel, uh, from Demai, because he holds that in a case of doubt, it won't make Tevel, so it's not so severe anyway. And based on the drush of the Pasuk, anytime it's not severe, there's no Tevah and therefore you're allowed to. So the Machlokas between the Mishnah and the Brisa is the Machlokas of Elazar and the Rabbanon. The Gemara says, no, nah, forget this. You're making this too complicated. Forget it. What was the Machlegas of Allah's and the Rabbanon? The Machlegas of Allah's Rabbanon is, do you have to separate Maeser Ani from Demai? Again, Demai is you buy it from someone who's not religious. Do you have to separate Maeser Ani? And we, we think, like, what's the Machlegas about? If the Machlegas is, how severe is Maeser Ani? Is it really severe? Is it not severe? Forget about it. Maybe everyone agrees Maeser Ani is severe. The Machlegas is very simple. Do non-observant Jews separate Maeser Ani? Perhaps the reason why Rav Lazar holds you don't have to separate Maeser Ani from Demai is not because he looks it's not severe, there's no type of sanna. Maybe he just thinks that everybody separates Maeser Ani. Why? Because this is sort of what, what Brad was touching on. Maeser Ani, it, it doesn't hurt to separate it because I'll tell you why. Why, why were people not wanting to separate? Because they didn't want to lose money. Maeser Ani is 10%. So, okay, which is a decent amount. But there was a loophole for Maeser Ani. If you made all your uh, items hefker for a moment, you could keep it, right? Because then you're poor. So there was a tremendous loophole with Maeserani. So Rav says you don't have to separate Maeserani, not because it's not severe and there's no Taivas Hana. Forget about that. Maybe everybody feels it's severe. Maybe everybody agrees there's Taivas Hana. This Machloikis is just very simply, did non-observant Jews separate Maeserani? Rav said yes, in which case there's no need to fix it. The Chum say no. So it was a practical argument. Did they practically se- separate Maeser Ani? The Gemara says, Amrli Abai, Abai says no. Maybe I would argue that everyone agrees that Maeser Ani is super severe, like Truma. And if you don't separate, it's Tevel. And there's Tevis Ano. So th- that's not what the Machlekes is, and it's completely unrelated to our Mishnah. So what's the Machlekes? Revelezer says, practically, poor people, Amaratzim, would separate Maeserani. Why? Because any time, it's, it's like, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a human psyche thing. Anytime I could keep it for myself, I'm willing to give it. Because I know worst case scenario, if I really need the cash, I'll keep it. Right? If you tell me I have to give 10% no matter what, I might just be like, no, I'm not doing that. But if you tell me, hey, there's a way to separate 10%, I'll be honest with you, there's kind of a loophole that if you really need the cash, you can keep it. So even Amaratsim will be like, listen, I'll separate it. And if I'm in a generous mood, I'll give it. And if I'm in a non-generous mood, 
I'll do the loophole. What's the loophole? Right, you separate 10% of your, of, your, of your apples, but then, but it's for poor people. So make yourself poor. What do you do? You officially declare in front of a couple guys, your buddies, you go in front of three people and you say, listen, everything I own is completely hefker. Okay? And then uh, for the next five minutes. Then you're poor. You get to keep those apples. And because, therefore, there's a way to avoid it, poor people would practically separate my Sarani. Therefore, Rav Loza feels there's no need to separate from Demai. So what would he do? He'd say, I have no money. I'm and then? Poor. And then he'd say, I retrieve the my Sarani, and then it says again? Yeah. All of yeah. Now, why do Chachamim feel that practically people didn't do that? I'll tell you why. It's a gamble. Because if you say in front of three of your friends... Everything I own is ownerless, and those guys are low lives. They'll take everything you own. They'll they'll take everything. So Vrabanon Savri demirtas. People won't do it because they're afraid. Perhaps someone is going to take it in the interim, and he'll should actually do. And so the machlekes of Velazar and Rabbanon has nothing. We're, again, we're looking for is there a machlekes? What's the machlekes? Tana the Brisa and the Mishnah. The Machalikas is, is Maeser Ani, is there Tovas Hana or not? Again, that means the right to distribute. Is there right to distribution of Maeser Ani? Or is it just any, any poor person can take it? So we thought it was the Machalikas or Vals and the Rabbanim, because we have this deep Machalikas, you have to separate from Demai, it has to do with the severity of it, and the severity would also make Tovas Hana. Like, forget this. It's not with severity. Everyone agrees it's Tovas Hana. What's the Machalikas? The Machalikas practically did poor people, did Amaratim separate Maeser Ani. So back to the original problem, which is, what is the basis of the Machlaikis between the Mishnah and the Brisa? Again, the Machlaikis is, is the Tovas Hanah. Where, where, what's, what, what's happening? So the Gemara actually says very simple. Uh, and the Ran speaks out, this is a Sifri. Sifri says, Maeser Ani had two different stages. How would you give Maeser Ani practically? Right? Maeser Ani means you have 10% of your produce. You have to give it to poor people. Now, in my head, I never really thought about this till this daf. I was just like, I don't know, you, you go to Main Street, you find the poor person, you give it to them. The truth is that that's a big hassle. So what they would do is, because the poor people were already in your fields, right, because the like of the poor people were already working your fields, you would literally just leave 10% of your produce in the fields, and they would know to take it. There would be like an area called a Meiser Ani Bin. You put your fruit there, and they would take it. That would work for half of the year. The problem is, once the winter starts, it starts to snow, it starts to rain. If you leave your apples and your grain and your beans and your, everything outside, it's going to become moldy. What you would do is, then you'd bring it inside your house, then you would actually go to Main Street for poor people. The machlokas is there tovas by Maeserani, which means the right to distribute. It just depends on what part of the year. During the summer, no, because the custom was you would leave it out in your field, any poor person would come and take it. Therefore, you did not have rights, and it's actually based on a pasuk that there are two different time periods. It's not just practicality. The pasuk indicates that during the summer, you do not have rights of distribution. You have to allow a poor person to go into your field and take, your, take it from the bin. During the winter, where that wasn't done anyway, it was done in your home, then you would actually go out and choose. So the machlaikas of is there rights of distribution it's not a machlek at all. It just depends on what time of the year. So the Gemara says, Rav Omar, Kan b'mayserani ha-meschalik b'beis ha-teich ha-bayis, t'ksiva b'nesina. Rav says there's two different times of distribution. During the winter when you would actually give it from your home, it says nesina. It says v'nesata la-levi v'lager. It says a lotion of nesina because you were actually giving it because there was no place to leave it. Mishum ha-chiyasr le'lesanye. Then there's toivus ano. Then you wouldn't be allowed to benefit if you asked them for benefit because you're benefiting from them. But kan ba'maiserani mischalik b'teich ha'gronos. 
But there's another Pasuk that ind- indicates Maiserani, and it doesn't give a Lashon of Nesina, and the Sifri explains that's referring to the summer months, where you will leave it in the granary. Where you leave it in your, in, your, in your gates. So when you leave it in your gates, there is no Tevis and it's not just practically you would, you do not have the right to distribute it, Shari that during those months, the woman can take it. So back to our Mishnah. The woman says, I'm not benefiting from anybody. Could she go take their Maiserani? It would depend. During the summer, yes. During the winter, no. And that's the Mishnah and the Brisa are not arguing. They're just talking about different seasons. We're throwing out the previous rationale. Correct. Throwing them out. Yeah. So what would be good for your homework, Gavin, is to go to ChatGBT and ask them, <laughs> is there a... Gavin was doing this yesterday. I'm completely replaced. Friday night, Halacha, I'm replaced. He, t- he typed in for AI. He, he typed in yesterday, Shaila of the Gemara, of the two loaves, and ChatGBT, Mamish, gave a very coherent... Um, uh, by the way, it's, uh, uh, we'll go back to the Gemara. It wouldn't pass, like, muster by, like, Tamid Chamim, but for your... I'll be honest with you, for, like, an 11th grader in, like, any school... To answer the Gemara test, if they figure out that ChatGPT is an option, and the Rabbeim don't know about this yet, it will get, and not just like in any school, in any school it'll pass, I'm telling you right now, it'll, it'll, I'm sorry, then we'll go back, ChatGPT is this new AI thing that it's, uh, if you ask a question, it literally writes a coherent essay on the spot, using all the information from Google, and Bill Gates just pumped in $10 billion into it, it's a, it's a pretty amazing thing. Yeah, I know, I know, it's, it's amazing. I'm sorry? Is it an app I can download? Chat. Yeah. Called ChatGBT. But then now we'll go back. Back to the Gemara. No, but there's a whole... There was an article. Back to the Gemara. I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's a pretty amazing thing. So our job is to ask ask the conclusion of the Gemara. Is there is there Tavis and Maiserani? And see if they go with the Havamina. It's a Machlegah. So they go with the Maskana. Anyway, so back to the Gemara. The Gemara says like this. Now, here's the thing. When I read the Mishnah, I, I wasn't bothered by the contradiction because I prepared the Mishnah using the Taisis Yamtev, the, the Mepharshim on the Mishnah, and they explain in a very clear way. It could be that's the conclusion of the Gemara, but I want to now reread the last part of the Mishnah and explain the Kasha. The Mishnah said like this. Again, a woman asers everybody. So we said she's not allowed to benefit from them directly, but she could take like a shichupeya because there's no level of benefit because it's ownerless. I toivasana, there is no toivasana. Again, toivasana will prevent someone from benefiting from that person when they're not allowed to benefit because that's, that's, that's taking something that's theirs. So we said in the Mishnah, if I aser all kehanim and levim, the kehanim and levim can still take my truma. Either benefit from me. No, it's not yours. God gave it to them. What about toivasana? Uh, evidently, Tevisana is not a problem. But then the Mishnah said, if I specifically ask certain Kehanim from benefiting, they're not allowed to take it from me. Why? Because Tevisana. So it's like, why in the first case is there no Tevisana when you ask her all Kehanim, but when you ask her some Kehanim, there is Tevisana. Tevisana means that I have the right to distribute the Truma, which means the Truma is mine. If I say you're not allowed to benefit from me, you can't take my truma. I, I thought truma is ownerless, made by God. Yeah, but it's mine because I have rights to distribute. So in the beginning case of the Mishnah, where I asked all kehanim, then we said, yeah, if you ask all kehanim, then it's fine, because Tevisana is not a big deal. But if I ask specific kehanim, then it's a problem, because Tevisana is it. So it's like, wait a minute. Now again, when I read the Mishnah, I wasn't bothered by it because I thought when you ask all kehanim, it sort of chazal like overrode you because you have to give it to somebody. But that's the Tevisana Yamdashrap. Let's go with the Gemara. The Gemara says, Alma, in the, in the first case, the first case where I asked her all kehanim, we said, then the kehanim could take your truma. Why? Because it's not yours. What do you have? 
The Gemara is like, Tayyip is not a big deal. Again, Tayyip is a strange thing. If you actually think about it, it's a very strange premise. It's something that's not mine, but I have rights to give it out. Like, tzedakah is not mine, right? It belongs to Hashem, so to speak, or it belongs, it's ownerless, but I have the rights to give it out. So is that money mine? It's not really, it's I have the rights to distribute it. So the question is, do you look at my rights of distribution as making it me as like an owner? And if you take it, you're benefiting from me? Or no, it's not, you don't look at it that way. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the question, because possession usually is indicated by rights of usage. But over here, it's not mine. It's a strange thing, because it's something I could sell. I could sell my rights to, again, like I said, how much would you pay to get Bill Gates's tzedakah rights? You'd pay a lot of money. That True, but again, but the Torah says it's not yours, but you have the rights to distribute it. So perhaps, so the first part of the Mishnah indicates that that's not real ownership, and therefore someone could take it from you, right? You asked all the Kohanim in the world, you say, no Kohanim can benefit from me, they can still take your truma. Why? Because it's not yours. What do you have? Rights of distribution? Eh, that's not a big deal. Well, that's, that's, that, that's exactly the Shiloh. That's exactly the Shiloh. The Gemara, up to this point, was assuming Tavis Anat is something, but now the Gemara at the end of the Mishnah is like, wait a minute. So again, the first part of the ending of the Mishnah, Alma Tavis Anat in a moment, rights of distribution is not real ownership, it's not real monetary value, and yes, Laufer is 100% right. That would also mean, if it's a no Maman, if you steal my truma, I, I can't take you to court, because we're going to be like, what'd you steal from you? It's not yours. Oh, I had rights of distribution. Please, okay, that's not a big deal. Meaning, and you would not be considered a god. What, you wouldn't have to pay. Okay, but then the next line of the Mishnah, if instead of asking all kehanim, I say, five, those five kehanim can't benefit from me, they can't take truma. Why? Because they're taking your, your rights of distribution. That's benefiting from you directly. So like from line to line, we're unclear about is rights of distribution a monetary ownership or not? So like, is it is it something or not? So the Gemara's first answer, I don't know how the Gemara concludes, I didn't do tomorrow's tafia, but the Gemara's first answer, we'll do today's, is says, it's very simple, it's a machlaikas. Although it's, it's, it's two cases and you think it's authored by the same person, it's not. It's a machlokas. There is a machlokas, is rights of distribution of monetary ownership. I'll tell, and what's a negei? It's Mamish, what Lavra said. It's negei the following case. Theft. What's, what's the machlokas? Rabbi and Rebbe Yisrael Yehuda. They seem to argue about whether rights of distribution is ownership. Titania. Here's the case. I have 100 apples. I did not yet separate truma. Right? How much apples of 100 is truma? Truma is usually 50, uh, a 50th, 2%. So it would be two apples. So I have 100 apples. I have not yet separated truma. Two of those apples are going to be truma. Someone steals 100 and eats all of them. How much does he owe me? Does he owe me 100 or 98? Because again, those two apples, they were not mine because they were going to Truma, I couldn't eat them. I had rights of distribution for those two apples. Because again, you had to separate at some point, man. And until you separate, the whole mixture is usser. It's not like it's not like when it comes to Meiser money where it's like it's not the whole mixture is usser until those two are separated. So those two are significant, yeah? Isn't it on you to give Truma? So no. So Truma affects the entire mixture. My point is the entire mixture is called Tevel until those two are separated. So it's not like Oh, I, maybe I was going to give... No, no. Those two were going to be truma. So the question is, do you have to give back 98? Just let me just finish the mind and we'll talk. Do you have to finish 90... Do you have to give back 98 or 100? 
Why would you have to pay 100? Those last two are not yours, they're just truma. The answer is, you had rights of distribution. What does Rebbe say? Rebbe says you have to give back all 100. Why? Because 98, because you stole from him, and the last two, you stole from him. What I steal? It's truma. The guy couldn't eat anyway. It's not his, it's from God. And, and by the way, and, you, and no Kayan can take you to court because you don't know who's going to be. So says Rebbe, you have to give back to the original owner. Why? Because he had rights of distribution. So, and, that, and that's a monetary right. And you stole that from me, you have to pay it back. And you have to pay it back in the value of those two apples. Rav Yosef Bar-Yudah disagrees. He says, no, pay him back 98 apples. The last two apples are not his anyway. My love, what's the machlekes about? We'll end with this. Rabbi suffered tibis and amamen. Rav Yosef Bar-Yudah suffered tibis and amamen. It seems to be the machlekes is whether the rights of distribution is considered a monetary value that if it was stolen from you, you'd have to be paid back. Rabbi says it is, and therefore you have to pay back all 100 apples, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it's not. You'd have to pay back 98. It's interesting, though. If you'd only pay back 98, then how does, how does it fixed? It's not fixed. You still have to give to him. I guess he gives you back, he has to give back 98 from a mixture that was already fixed, probably. Because then he has to take Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have to. Yeah, yeah. True. By the way, he is taking a mitzvah away, but that's exact. That's that's a separate question. There might be a knas for that, but that's not the value of two apples. That's not the value of two apples. No, no. If all a hundred are gone, then hundred are gone. If the entire orchard is gone, then he's gone. True. So then I don't have to pay it back. If it's gone, it's gone. You don't know true if you're 